Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us, and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. The things seen and unseen all add up to this very moment. We have been surrounded by it. It's been passed down and trusted to us. Can you hear it? It's calling forth now louder than ever. We have been given a purpose and a plan to build a life unmistakably marked by it. Now is the time. This is our call. This is how we will leave a legacy. I'm Rachel De Los Santos, and my parents and I started coming to Celebration November 11th, 2012, right when the Arena Campus opened. And you know, um, our purpose was to just come and visit, and just to snoop around, and you know, see what it's like. God placed us here and in this church at the perfect timing, because right when we started to get involved, things started to go down. Like my mom's health started to um, go downhill, and that year was spent with like doctor's appointments and just so many things and just financially it was just so stressful I found myself like asking God why is this happening to us why is this happening to my mom and to my family because my mom was diagnosed with a form of dementia and being a middle schooler being 13 at that time, it was just really sad for me. Um, I started going to the riot. I didn't really involve myself at first. I just tried to lay low, but I started getting connected with friends and with serving. And through that, I was able to be myself. I was able to not feel ashamed or feel condemned about what was going on. I didn't have to feel sad about it for all middle schoolers and high schoolers. And for us to be so on fire for Jesus, to come every week and praise His name is so powerful. Thank you for investing in the riot and in us students and believing in us at such a young age and believing that we can make a difference in our schools and that they're training us to be the next generation leaders. We are the now generation. Thank you for creating an environment that we feel welcome and that we feel like we can praise God and that we are not ashamed and just creating a fun environment for us that we are changed and our friends are changed and this whole city is changed. From introducing the riot to Jacksonville to successfully launching Celebration Orlando and so much more, it has been amazing to look back on the past year and see all that God has done in the life of our church. All that He is building in our church and those who call it home is far from over. Here's what's coming up this year. In 2015, we raised enough capital to officially purchase the land at I-295 and Highway 17 and it's time to take the next step reaching 255,000 households in the surrounding community, including NAS Jack's military family homes. This new building will double OP's current main sanctuary capacity to 1,500 seats, enhance Sea Kids worship environments, expand the loft area, and include new offices for the Orange Park campus staff. 
We know that buildings don't make a church, people do. And this expansion will create more space to reach more people in the Orange Park community with the good news of Jesus. Our mission as a church is to lead all people from all backgrounds at all stages and ages to experience a God first life, which includes our kids. At the Arena Campus, our Celebration Kids have outgrown their space. To enhance their experience and give them more room to learn and grow, we will add a fun, interactive Sea Kids wing to the Arena Campus. We are also working diligently to develop a cohesive discipleship program that will keep our kids engaged in church from preschool all the way through their transition into the riot. With larger gathering spaces, breakout rooms, and these new resources, there is so much in store for C Kids and their families this coming year. Weekend and midweek services at Julington Creek continue to push the limits in their current sanctuary and kids spaces as they reach more people and more families in the surrounding communities. We want to improve and increase the capacity of their building by expanding the sanctuary to make room for more people and improve the parking lot. In addition, we will upgrade the Sea Kids environments and implement the same cohesive discipleship program that will lead your children from Sea Kids into the riot, leaving a legacy by continuing our investment in the future of the church. In addition to these current campus improvements, this year we will begin to answer God's call and establish two more campus gates around the city. First up, the Regency and Arlington communities are of rich historic significance to the city of Jacksonville, and we believe God has called us to help be a part of restoring this area of our city for the glory of God. We have an incredible opportunity to place a new Celebration Campus location at the Regency Mall, which was once a key centerpiece of the city, and we believe it will be once again. With so many opportunities for outreach and ministry to this area of Jacksonville, the ground is fertile, and we can't wait to see what God will do. Next up, heading out to the beaches. We felt God calling us to plant Celebration in the beaches area for years and are believing for a prime location in this community to strategically place the fifth of our seven campus gates around the city. We want to get started making the development and implementation of this campus a reality in 2016. Strategically placing these campuses as wide open gates for God's grace, love, forgiveness, and salvation to surround all those who enter is so near to the heart of our church. And we can't wait to be a part of building them and seeing God do what only He can do through them. As our final initiative of the year, we want to increase our investments in the students, men, women, families, and marriages who call Celebration home by offering more opportunities for them to experience God's transforming presence and power in the context of retreats. Taking time away from the pressures of everyday life for a time of spiritual emphasis is one of the most effective tools in learning to fully walk out the God-first life. We saw this firsthand when our Riot students held their first week-long retreat over the summer. The result was seriously transformational. Honey Lake Resort, located near Jacksonville and just east of Tallahassee, is the perfect location for hosting these types of retreats. Through a strategic partnership, we will have access to this amazing property where we will see many lives and marriages transformed. Perhaps more than ever before, people are searching for unchanging, unwavering hope to cling to in difficult, confusing, dark times. We know the hand of God is moving and making room in our church and our city to bring His light to that darkness and His peace, love, and hope along with it. We will create space in both our church and our lives for all who encounter us to encounter God and the fullness and freedom that we're given when we seek and put Him first. This is how we will leave a legacy. Hey, 
also, will you please help me welcome all of our locations, everyone watching online right now. Man, we're so glad that you're here. It is a big, big day at Celebration. So what, what do you guys think? I know, you know, for the last month we've been in this Legacy Series. We've been talking about all these initiatives. We, we have more initiatives this year. And what we're kind of doing is we're, we're looking out over the next two, two years uh, than we've ever had uh, before. And um, we're, we're expanding God's kingdom here in the city. Uh, also overseas with our church in Zim. Um, we're building a hub for them. We're also gonna be, uh, our, our church in Northern Ireland is moving in a convention center. And so these are all big, big initiatives. So how many of you are believing God to do big things? Okay, that's, if I can, here, here's, uh, I like to think of it this way. If we can accomplish it ourselves, then it's not God. Because God calls us to stretch and to reach and, and to believe him for big things and to believe him for the impossible. And so uh, before I get into, I wanna share a few scriptures with you today just to kind of give you an overview of, um, of just kind of our, our goal and our, our strategy. You know, last year at this offering, we took in about a million dollars. How about that? Can you give God a big hand for that? It's right around a million dollars. And, uh, and then over the course of this year, we've taken in almost a million dollars in, in faith estimate pledges that, we, that we'll talk about at the end of the service for about $2 million. How about that? Come on, can you put your hands together for that? So that's, remember, that's $2 million over and above the tithe. And here, because of your giving, here's what we were able to do. I stood on this very stage on the first Sunday of December last year, if you were here and you remember, I said three things. I told you about my vision that God gave me, that encounter that I had with God about reaching the youth. And I said, we're changing everything. And God told, has taught, called us to go after the youth of this city and really wherever we are, go after the youth. We're prioritizing them, we're changing everything. We started a monthly service called Riot. And uh, with a world-class discipleship program and crews and all these things uh, for the youth. And you guys have seen what's happened. We have over 2,000 kids come every month. We've had as many as 3,000. We've seen thousands of youth come to Christ. We're having thousands of youth be discipled, not just from our church now, but we're helping other churches in the city. We're helping other churches uh, around America and around the world now that want to start riots. You've, you, you've seen what God has done. I want to thank you for that. I also stood up here and I said, man, God's called us to start a church in Orlando from scratch. As I stand up here today, that church has grown from zero to over 1,000 people in one year, in one year. And it's completely self-sustaining. And then I also stood up here and I said, man, we have this great opportunity. There's this uh, big piece of real estate right there uh, off 295, right on an in, in OP on the west side where we wanna be. It costs about $750,000, which is a steal. It's worth about $3 million. I'm standing up here today to tell you that because of your building, we have paid for that. Here's what I'm trying to say. Everything that we talked about at this time last year and said God has called us to because of your faithful giving, all of those things have come to pass. Come on. And God has even done exceedingly abundantly above all that we could think or ask. Come on, can you give God a hand for that? Amen. 
And so this year, I'm standing up and I, I'm telling you uh, what God's called us to do, not only in 2016, but even we're, we're kind of now looking out the next couple of years. And you've seen these things, uh, you know, the Regency Mall and a new campus at Beaches and a, and a retreat center. And this is my heart, church. Listen to me. This is my heart. My heart is what I would love to do is I would, and of course, OP's new building on the land. We didn't just buy that land, you know, to go have a campfire on it. We do have to build a, a building on it. Orange Park has been maxed out for three years. They run 1,500 people every single Sunday. It's amazing that we get that many people in that little storefront. If you hadn't been out there, it's like a bat cave out there at OP. In fact, Orange Park, don't look above you. Don't look up in those ceilings. I have no idea what's living up there, all right? Just... Watch me focus on the screen, but we're going to uh, build a, a brand new uh, 1,000 seat uh, environment so that people can come and, 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 and there can be a father's house out there where, where people can get saved and, and know Jesus. And so God's called us to these areas. There's a retreat center that's just kind of kind of fallen into our lap and we want to do freedom retreats for our youth. That's a big thing that we see now. We've got to get these kids and our young people, we need, we need to get them away for a couple of days. Get them freed up. Come on, mom and dad. How many of you know what I'm talking about? We got, and we, we as, as a church, we spend thousands of dollars on retreats every year and we can't do enough of them. And so this retreat center has kind of fallen uh, into our laps and uh, I guess just by coincidence, it's also one of the best hunting places in Florida. I don't know how. Come on. Hey, hey, you delight yourself in the Lord and God will give you the desires of your heart. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> Retreat hunting center combo. But all of these things, here's my heart, church. Man, I'm believing God that we build these things or, and do all of these things for cash. We do all these things for cash. I want to let you know, I'm not going to get too much into this, but you know the loan on this building and all of our loans, did you know that as of at the end of January, we will have paid down about seven to eight million dollars of our note, okay? I don't want to... I don't want to go back. I just want one time the bank to call and me to get on the phone and say, we don't need you anymore. Because you don't send me flowers. No. And so, so here's, here, you're looking up there, you're like, well, Stovall, those are millions and millions of, of dollars. So, but but here's, here's where we are. Our goal today is, look, we want to we wanna go up from last year, so we're believing God for 1.5 million to come into the offering uh, today, that's the, 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 the cash offering that you guys are gonna give today. Some of you, you know, you need to give next week or by the end of the year. You, you know what I'm talking about. It kind of kicks off today, but you're gonna give it either today or before the end of the year. And uh, I just encourage for everybody to participate, everybody to do something, everybody to do what God is, is telling them to, to do. It's, it's, it's not the size of the gift. It's, it's you obeying God and giving what God has called you to give. It's, that's very, very important. Um, you know, some of you, uh, you know, $100 is, is a big stretch. For some of you, $10,000 is not that big a stretch. You know, we've gotten every size gift from $10 all the way up to $200,000. It's, it's not, it's, it's, it's about, you know, everyone's at a different place. It's about where you are and what God is calling you to give. 
And all I can say, and I'm, I'm gonna read a few scriptures here and then we're gonna uh, pray. Um, all I can say is here's what I know. I know that when you value souls and when you give to Jesus, I know that God will bless you back so much more and so much more in return. Not only in money, what you give, you do reap what you sow, but also in so many other things. How many of you have found that God has just done amazing things in your life as you have tithed and given offerings? I mean, you're, for, 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 for many of you, for many of you, I'm, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir and I'm telling you, it's a joy uh, to pastor a church that worships and gives and, and understands what's important. Uh, but so what we're trying to do, so if, if we get in a, a, a million five cash uh, this weekend, and then with our faith pledges or faith estimates, that's what we, we believe in faith, and we kind of say, hey, over the next year, over 2016, whether it's monthly or, you know, there, I got a few bonuses coming in or, or what, whatever it is, or you're a wife and you're like, you know, I can raid my husband's account, you know, about five or six times. I'm just kidding. Wait. We, we, we do a faith estimate. It's not a contract. It's not legally binding. You're just saying, look, this is what I'm believing and I think I can give also over this next year because many people, they don't have a lot of cash available today, but they can do something monthly. So we ask everyone to do both. And so what we're believing for is we're believing for $3 million in those faith estimates uh, to, to, to be committed towards next year. So with that kind of cash and the money, come on, that your church has saved. You know, we save money. We don't spend, we, we, we save a lot of money. With what we've saved with uh, uh, different things that have come in, that's gonna put us in a place to have around $10 million and we'll be able to build OP's building for cash. We'll be able to do the renovations here at Midtown. The reason that we're doing this kids renovation, listen to me, parents, and, and I said this last year, look, we've started with the high school and middle school now we wanna take the same strategy and the same energy and the same intentionality and we wanna move it down a generation to our kids. And so we're keeping everything with the riot. We're taking the riot to the next level. We started there, just like I said, but now we're gonna take it down to the next generation, to our kids, and it's gonna be world-class. And so we need that wing and then we're gonna spread that out to other campuses, okay? And so some of these things like the retreat center, this money is just for, for a, a deposit. Some of these things are just to get started uh, if, if God brings these things to us. So does that, I just kind of wanted to let everybody know, does that make sense? Because there's a lot of uh, initiatives and there's a lot going on. And some of you think, man, a, a million five, or if, even if we get four and a half million dollars, I mean, this stuff costs like, you know, $30 million where your church saves, number one, and we go step by step, number two. And so these things we're just looking to get started. We wanna complete OP and we wanna complete the kids wing and, and, uh, and hopefully uh, get one of our other campuses started. But um, everything else, uh, we're, just, we're just looking to, to be prepared for. Is that good? Everybody following me on that? Okay, here's, here's what I wanna do. Today's kinda different. You know, I, I was thinking about the passage of scripture where Paul says, you know, you, you have a lot of teachers, but you don't have many fathers. And so what I was hoping today is that I could just kind of talk from my heart uh, as the spiritual father of this house 
and just how significant today is and also just kind of help you process uh, where you are in your life and, and your giving and, and, and what's important to God and kind of how God looks at today and the miracles uh, that can come into your life as you obey God. So let's pray. I'm gonna talk for about 15 or, or 20 minutes and then man, it'll be a, a special time as we bring our offering, our cash offering for today and our faith estimates uh, in giving for next year. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Lord, God, I just thank you for such a great church. God, I thank you for people that understand what's important. God, I just thank you for all the souls that have been saved and all the things you did last year with uh, the land at Orange Park and the, the Orlando campus and the riot. We're so grateful and thankful. And Lord, we know that you're gonna move on everyone's heart and we're gonna obey you. And God, we are gonna see you uh, blow us away. Do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could think or ask in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen and amen. I want to, um, T, could you help me out? Or somebody help me out up here. I want to come down to the floor, but I need this, uh, the pulpit. I'm going to do some preaching. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just, just kind of want to kind of be down, be down here today. It's that kind of service. Can y'all see, can everybody see me? Can the uh, cameras, y'all got me at the, at the other campus? I need like a, some stairs. If I got some stairs that came down here, would y'all promise not to run up these stairs and try to do something to me or something like that? Let me just give you four passages of scripture, okay? Now we're gonna start off a little serious because we need to, all right? And then we're gonna, we're gonna kind of head to, to where we're going, okay? Just read you the scripture out of Malachi 3, verses eight through 10. It says, will a man rob God? It says, yet you have robbed me, but you say, God, how have we robbed you? In tithes and, everybody say, and offerings. He says, you're cursed with a curse for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. Here's why, that they may be food in my house. Everybody say my house. What have we been talking about in this series? What, this is, this is God's house. This is the father's house. This is the place where the prodigals come home. This is a place of celebration. This is a place of God's love and mercy. This is a place of hope. And I'm telling you right now, and if you turn on the TV, you, you, you see this real quick. Listen, our world, where we are in the world today, it is crazy. And it is getting crazier and crazier and more dangerous and more dangerous and more uncertain and more uncertain, but I'm here to tell you today that God's word can overcome anything that's going on out there. And God's house, if we ever, if we ever needed more prevailing churches to be houses of hope and love, man, we need them today. And I believe that even though, man, things are getting darker, I'm telling you, there's a revival coming. I believe that the church is gonna shine. Church, we have a great opportunity in these next few years to, I mean, to really get out there and, and, and see an impact. Like, honestly, I, 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 I couldn't even think of 
when we started celebration over 17 years ago. Can you believe the church is 17 years old? You know what? Y'all are shocked to believe that because you're looking at me. You're like, but you're so young. You're, what would you, what'd you do? Start the church when you were like 10? How have you done this? Well, look what he says, that there may be food in my house. Now look, now try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing, for, and, I, and pour out for you such blessing, there will not be enough room to receive it. Now, we're very familiar with this being a verse about tithing. And if you are not tithing, your first step today is to begin tithing. But also, if you notice here, God's, God, when, when the people say, where have we robbed you? God says, in tithes and offerings. Okay, so how do I rob God of an offering? When you don't give what God is telling you to give. Are you following me? So at the end of the service today, when we bring our offering, you'll see these, these buckets. Have y'all figured out this logo? We got it from the Egyptian pyramids. No, I'm, I'm only kidding. We, see, it's a heart. Look, a heart for God's house. You know, we're the, we're the light. But look. So if God is telling you to give an offering today and he's telling you an amount today, okay? Here's what, you're supposed to have something in this bucket or online or, okay, you know what I'm saying. If you disobey that, it's the same thing as what? You pulling out what God called you to give to him and you've robbed God. Here's what I want to say to you. Today, don't withhold. Don't withhold. And here's what I've found. Many times, to not withhold, you have to be bold. Come on, how many of you know what I'm talking about? So be bold, don't withhold. I've got a disease. I had to do something preachy on that, didn't I? I've got all these look. Somebody help me. That's what I sit around and think about. Be bold. Don't withhold. But the reason why we withhold and we're not bold, you know why? Because look, you're listening to the word of God today. You're listening to the voice of God and he's speaking something to you. But you know what? There's other voices competing for that money, that offering. It's this bill or this thing that you want to do, or this nest egg that, that gives you some security, or you know, you wanted to, you, you just started saving for your kids. Let me, let me tell you something about your kids. It's so much more important what you deposit in your kids than for your kids. You, t you take some of that money and say, God, I'm sowing an offering, and Lord, I'm sowing this towards my kids. Lord, move in their lives this morning. Listen, you can't buy a miracle, but I'm telling you, God responds to faith, and giving is about faith. I pray, I'll, I'll show you my prayer list every year, my heart for the house offering, and, and you'll tear that thing off. My prayer thing is always, always for my kids. Did you know that God did all three things for my kids, there was one thing for each kid that I wanted to see happen over this past year, and God did it. But don't let the, the other voices, the credit card voices, the whatever voices, all those voices of fear override God's voice because there's a miracle attached 
to you obeying God. There's blessings attached to you obeying God. Come on, can you put your hands together? I just want to... Okay, so look at this one, 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Verse 1, he says, this is Paul, he says, Now I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, what God in his kindness has done through the churches in Macedonia. They are being tested by many troubles, and they are very poor. But they are also filled with abundant joy, which is overflowed in rich generosity. For I can testify that they gave not only what they could afford, but far more. And they did it of their own free will. Look at this. They begged us again and again for the privilege of sharing in the gift of the believers in Jerusalem. Let me tell you what's going on here. Paul is taking up an offering from all of his churches for the church in Jerusalem. And there's this church here in Macedonia. These churches in Macedonia, they were like they were they were poor. It would be like in a in a poor area of town or whatever like that. But these churches kept giving and giving and giving, and they gave so much it blew Paul away. I mean, they even asked. Look, they begged that they could share again. It was like it'd be like if if everybody gave today, and then like two months from now, you're like, hey, pastor, let's do another heart for the house offering. Don't worry, I'm not going to do it, all right? <laughs> but he's talking about, this is where this goes. He's talking about the, the, the giving of these churches. And I think kind of what he's really doing here, you know, he, he's telling this to the Corinthians. So it's kind of like, you know, come on, the guys know what I'm talking about. A little competition going on. Paul's like, man, these Macedonian churches, they're a lot poorer than you. And they've been giving all this money, Corinthians. What are you going to step up and do? So I thought I could kind of get some competition going between the campuses, but I'm not going to do that. So anyway, look, he says, so we've ur urged Titus who encourage you, encourage your giving in the first place to return to you and encourage you to finish this ministry of giving. Everybody say ministry of giving. Since you excel in so many ways, in your faith, your gifted speakers, your knowledge, your enthusiasm, and your love for us. I want you to excel also in this gracious act of giving. Celebration, I'm very proud in a good way to say that you guys have always excelled in giving. And all I'm saying is, is in this season and in today's offering, we don't want to pull back. We want to keep moving forward. And I'm asking you to continue to excel in giving. This is the, the scripture tell. A lot of times when we think about excelling in things, we think about you know spiritual disciplines and Bible reading and all this kind of stuff. But the Bible also wants us to excel in giving. And here's how you can excel in giving. Here's a couple of chapters over, 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 8. Here's what Paul says. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Did everybody hear that? Do you believe that? Are you listening to that? Okay, this is not Stovall. This is the, the Bible. This is God's word. If you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. If you sow bountifully, you will also reap bountifully. Now look. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. 
God loves a cheerful giver. This is basically what this scripture is saying right here. Look, in this offering today and in your faith pledge, God, it should be a want to, not a have to. It shouldn't be the, oh, the heart for the house is here. You know, I gave a lot two years ago or whatever it was. There should not be this kind of grudging attitude and you shouldn't feel like you have to do it. What, it what, what God is saying is if you're tapped into his heart, this kind of experience, it's, it's a cheerful occasion because you know what the money is gonna do because you know all the souls that are gonna get saved. Because you know the impact, you know, you know, this is gonna lift Jesus up. I don't need to go in and show you guys all the stats that we talked about last month of you know, over 14,000 decisions for Christ and all those things. You see, if you're here at the arena or one of our campuses, you see the people that, that come up front and give their lives to Jesus almost every single Sunday. So this should be a, watch, a cheerful occasion. I'm going, because the Father's house when the lost come home, when the prodigals come back, that's always a cheerful occasion. So, so today, you know what, today, let's be cheerful, not fearful. You knew I had to get it in there, didn't you? There he goes, he's just, here's his preacher thing. But let's be cheerful, not fearful. And if we are, look what it says. Look what it says here. It says, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you. Look, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance. Everybody say abundance. An abundance for every good work. If you sow a little, you reap a little. If you sow a lot, you reap a lot. God wants you to have an abundance. Listen, God doesn't mind you having things. He just doesn't want those things to have you. So what God does is, it's this whole principle of faithfulness. Faithful in little, you'll be faithful in more. Show God that he can trust you with money and he'll give you more. Show God that money is not the Lord of your life and Jesus is. Show God that money does not have a grip on your heart. Show God that you realize that souls are more important than shopping. Uh Uh-oh, was that too? Everybody do their shopping. Pastor's not preaching against shopping. I'm just trying to say we need to obey God and do what he's called us to do, and he will bless us. Okay, last, last scripture here, and I'm gonna take all these things and I want to take us back to the passage that we've been preaching on this entire month, which is the story of the prodigal son and the father's house. So you know the story, the prodigal, the lost comes home, the son comes into the father's house, he puts the robe, the sandals, he gives him a hug. We've talked about all those things. They represent uh, acceptance and righteousness and Provision, the ring represents authority. And then the fatted calf, watch, the fatted calf represents celebration. It represents, look, cheerfulness, celebration. This is why we're called Celebration Church. Because I felt like when when we started this church, you know, I wanted our church to be like the Father's house that's talked about in Luke 15, 
where there's always a celebration going on, where heaven is always celebrating the lost coming home. We're not celebrating our problems. We're not celebrating what's wrong with the world. We're celebrating what's right about God and his goodness. So let me tie this back. Here's why God loves a cheerful giver. Now watch, have you ever thought about this? I'll be honest, God loves an angry giver too. He does. God loves everybody, right? He loves an angry giver. I mean, if you're gonna give and you're gonna be angry, still give, okay? God loves an angry giver. Especially if they're giving a lot. But here's, here's what this means. See, here's what, here's what God is talking about. When you're cheerful about today's like today, what God sees is that now you're, you're like him. See, this is a parenting lesson here. It's like, oh, they, they get it. They're in the house cheerfully giving is part of the celebration. See, when we give, that's how we're like God. God loved his, his only begotten son. I mean, God so loved the world that, that what he did do, he gave. When you give, especially when you give sacrificially, you're most like Jesus. And God loves that. He sees his children celebrating and advancing the gospel and opening the doors. Watch, here's what your giving does. You know what your giving does? It opens the doors to the Father's house. Look what it says here. I'm gonna close. Are you all ready for my first close? It says, <clears throat> he arose, he came to his father. This is 15, uh, Luke chapter 15, verse 20. It says, he arose, he came to his father. But when he was still a great way off, I love this, his father saw him and had compassion. He ran and fell on his neck. He kissed him. And the son said, Father, I've sinned against heaven and in your sight. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, bring out the best robe and put it on him. That's righteousness. Look, you forget all this, not worthy. No, you're in right standing with me. Put a ring on his hand, you have authority. Sandals on his feet, I'm gonna provide for you. And bring the fatted calf here and kill it. Look, it's celebration. Let us eat and be merry. Everybody say merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Listen, Church and the gospel, it's not bad people becoming good, it's dead people becoming alive. That's what today is about. It's about eternity. But look at verse 25, it says, now his older son was in the field and he came and drew near to the house and he heard, everybody say heard. And he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant and he said to him, your brother has come. And because he has received him safe and sound, your father has killed the fatted calf. Watch, watch, watch. The dead became alive. They were in the father's house. They were, they were in the church. And all of a sudden on the outside, the reason that the people on the outside knew that something amazing was going on on the inside was because of this sound. It says they heard a sound. 
And church, here's what I'm, I'm trying to say today. Our giving today is gonna make a sound. There's, see, there's a sound that comes from the Father's house. There's a sound of love. There's a sound of mercy. There's a sound of gra the grace. There's a, the sound of hope. There's a sound. People on the outside, where we're gonna go in Regency and Orange Park and beaches and all these other places and around the world, see, we go there, we establish a Father's house. And then that house begins to make a sound and that sound, watch, it'll draw some people and it'll repel some people. And our giving today is gonna make a sound. Our giving today is gonna open the doors of our Father's house in other locations. So what I'm asking you today, church, listen, you're giving, you're giving here at this offering your faith estimate for next year, listen. I want us to make some noise. I want the enemy to know that the Father's house is opening and that we're opening more houses of the Father and that there is a celebration that's gonna keep on going. Come on, that there's gonna be cheerfulness, that we understand what's important. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying? This is God's house. This is God's house. Out at Orange Park, it's God's house. Regency's gonna be God's house. The, the, the beaches are gonna be God's house. This is the Father's house. We wanna open those doors. And my prayer today is when you give, your gift makes some noise. And together, as we make some noise, there's gonna be a sound come out of celebration that, let this, that lets the enemy know that the Father's house is expanding and more dead are coming to life. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.